We appreciate you being in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. And boy, you are smart to join us because we're talking football with Solomon Wilcots, football IQ extraordinaire. We're going to basically have him put his professor cap on as a former safety in the National Football League that was on a Super Bowl team, Super Bowl 23 team with the Cincinnati Bengals, to talk about cover two, the nuances of cover two, how there's not just cover two, there's multiple little tweaks and twists that can take place in cover two. And what the quarterback sees pre-snap might not be what he's going to be dealing with post-snap and all those kind of things. Professor Wilcox, take it away. Welcome once again to In the Trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics, as always in the studios of the magnificent First Star Logistics. And we got a magnificent guest right here, the one and only, the icon, Solomon Wilcott. Solly, appreciate your time, my man. Oh, Dave, hey, look, uh, as much as you do for us, and I, not just me, but a lot of other people, greatly appreciate it and happy to be on with you. All right, Solly. So I educate us, educate our our audience. You were a hell of a safety, played in the National Football League for a good number of years, played on a Super Bowl team. You know what you're looking at. You're a great broadcaster. You can communicate it. So cover two. Everybody's talking about, oh, man, everybody's playing cover two against this Cincinnati Bengal defense. Explain to us what cover two is in the eyes of a former stud safety in the National Football League. Well, cover two is uh, you might hear quarterbacks say um, two high safeties, right? That's another way yep. of telling you that you have cover two. That means two safeties deep, uh, typically over the middle of the field. That means both corners are rolled up on the perimeter. Um, sometimes it'll look like two and it might morph into something else because you can line up in that cover two shell and actually play two man, right? You can play man underneath, but typically your cover two is two deep safety and zone underneath between the linebackers and the two cornerbacks rolled up. So like you said, there's nuances. I mean, it's not just cover two and there's just one cover two. Everybody's got wrinkles, you know, twists, nuances, and and looks like, okay, pre-snap, two safeties deep. After the snap of the football, one might roll down. You know, I mean, you're you're going to get all kinds of different things. But if, if a team is lining up in cover two, on a steady diet in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And the old school in me, I mean, like Bill Tiger Johnson would say, man, we got to run them out of it. Run them That's out of it. Right. We got to run That's the football. Right. Let's run them out of that. They're, they're not, the box is light. Let's run them out of it. Is that one of the best ways to handle cover two? Yeah, especially if, say, if you're cover two, and the Bengals typically run what we call 11 personnel, right? That's one running back, one tight end. So, yeah. That means one and one, that's 11 personnel, which means you have three wide receivers. So that means you're going to have someone displaced from the formation, uh, like your slot receiver in a Tyler Boyd. Right. So that means you have to walk out a linebacker. When you walk that linebacker out, um, that means you've got six in the box. And if you do the math, um, when you have five linemen plus your tight end, right, right. <laughs> as a blocker, that means you've got six. Blocking their six. Yep. It's simple math. You always want to run 
on that because guess who the seventh guy is? It's the runner, in this case, Joe Mixon. Their seventh guy is nowhere in the box because you have the two cornerbacks outside and you have the two safeties deep and you have a linebacker that's displaced. And you've got their four down linemen and, and, and one, one, uh, one linebacker as well. Uh, so at the end of the day, you should really have the advantage. You should be able to run against it. Um, and for whatever reason, when uh, the Bengals are attempting to slam Joe Mixon up in there, teams, at, at least for right now, have done a really good job. I think at least in the second week, the Cowboys did a good job of not allowing um, big run plays uh, to happen with Joe Mixon. So, yeah, you've got to be better six on six. Um, you got to be better at manufacturing rush yards so that they bring that safety down and they come out of that cover two shell, which should open things up in the passing game. Right. It's like, like you mentioned, Solly, Joe Mixon's longest run from scrimmage against the Cowboys was 10 yards. Joe Burrow had a 12 yard scramble, you know, up yeah. the middle. And it, it was proven when Joe, when Joe split the tackles in, in the pass rush or whatever, they, you know, got their lanes a little bit uh, out of whack and, and he was able to scramble. There's nobody in the middle of the field. I mean, he got 12 yards before, you know, he was even even challenged. So the yeah. middle of the field, if you can run it and get the linebackers to step toward the line of scrimmage, now you can play action fake, space between linebackers and safeties, theoretically. There's there's space in there for tight ends, wideouts. Everybody can utilize that, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And the real key is, is that with a cover two look, it starts off looking like cover two, it fools a lot of quarterbacks, even some of the veteran quarterbacks, okay? I've seen the great ones. In fact, we just saw a cover two look um, result in a pick six um, for um, Mike Edwards, the defensive back, the safety for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against Jameis Winston on Sunday. That's what happens is you rotate down. It starts off looking like too high safety, but they'll try to take away that over-the-middle throw, They'll try to take away that curl route. They'll buzz the safety into the hook. And so it looks like there's two deep. But if that safety never moves and the other one starts to go to center field, you, you it's hard for that quarterback to see, is that safety getting depth? Or is he just sitting in the hole? And if you're not looking at him the entire time, you won't know. So if you're looking elsewhere and they're trying to come back, thinking you got the cover to look, you want it, I'm going to come and look off and then come back to that buzz hook. Yeah, that's what happened on the very first play of the Cincinnati Bengals season where Minka Fitzpatrick looked like he was in a cover two. He buzzed to the hook. Joe went late over there and didn't see Minka. Picked it off, turns into a pick six uh, for Minka Fitzpatrick. And now I think Joe is kind of looking. He's hesitant. He's not sure what he's seeing down the field when they start when they start off in a two high zone. And it starts to move around on you. Um, I'm a coach. Say I'm coaching in the secondary. I'm always going to start either in a quarters look and, and move into something different. Or I'm going to start from a cover two look, a two high safety look. And then I'm going rot to rotate into something different. Okay. You have, you cannot allow quarterbacks to read your mail pre-snap. In other words, whatever you're lining up in is showing the quarterback you eventually got to move into something else after the snap of the ball. And that's another thing that's happening uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals. That's what teams are doing to Joe Mixon. Look, it fools the best of them. I've seen it fool Drew Brees, 
Aaron Rodgers, you saw uh, on Sunday last week, you saw Matt Ryan threw three interceptions. These are these are guys who've been in the league 14, 15 years. Right. And, and Joe's now in his third year, really only he hadn't even played in 30 games yet. So it's this is there's a learning curve here, and you just have to continue to evolve. Joe Burrow's a human being. Yeah. Through four interceptions in the first game. Do you think there was a little, like you mentioned, hesitancy? Was there a little conservatism? You know, I, I don't want to throw this into any kind of a tight spot. And and then the rush started being a factor and his clock gets sped up. And now all of yeah. a sudden, I'm not sure. Oh, here they come. You know, and, and the whole thing becomes a very, very tough situation. Do you think there's anything to that? No, I think I think it's the elephant in the room. I, I, listen, uh, one thing about Joe Burrow, he will take a sack before he'll throw an interception. Right. He is a tough guy. He'll take one before he yep. gives up the ball because he knows that giving up the ball is hard. You can't come back from that. Taking a sack, you can come back from that. This guy is courageous, almost to a fault, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I'd rather that guy, because I think we found out in the playoff game, you could take nine sacks and win. But you can't come back from three, three or four interceptions, right? Uh, that's what Tannehill did in the game. So what's what's transpired here? I think we kind of find ourselves 0-2 and in the midst of the perfect storm uh, <laughs> against our, our young quarterback and against where the football team currently sits. Right. But there is a way out. And you got to understand how we got here. How we got here is this. Other teams are going to study what you do, and they're going to try to get better at defending you, particularly when teams play you early in the season, especially if it's a divisional opponent. They're going to spend all offseason studying you, and they're going to make you play left-handed, doing the things you don't like to do. And that is let's make you give him pre-snap look and then come back with something else. He, he was sacked on the very first play of the season. That can, re, that can rewire your sense of timing, your sense of safety and comfort in the pocket. And because the quarterback position is the most anticipatory position in the league, you can't wait to see it before you throw it. You got to anticipate it when you yep. throw it. Yep. Now, let me just tell you right now, most of us had to live our lives and do our job based on guessing on high levels of probability, doing the math, our homework and all our weekly study and then say, here's what they're doing. Here's what they're doing. I got to guess. And I got to be early to be on time. You're going to make some mistakes. That's yep. what the core, that's what playing quarterback in the NFL is like. You've got to anticipate and then cut it loose with great confidence in order for it to work out in order to get a completion in this league. That's what you have to do. You can't wait for the quarter, the receiver to get open and it's okay. I'm going to throw it by then. You and I both know it's too late. So he's been hit. That's rewired his clock. He's been picked off on a pick six, his second pass of the season. I think that's created some hesitancy. Teams are doing things that maybe and giving him some different looks. I think that heightens the hesitancy. Yep. I think the appendectomy and the time away has also the game has sped up. And, and, our, and I think he's a little bit behind it. So that's what I mean by the perfect storm. Yeah. It's not one factor. There are multiple factors. And uh, 
the Bengals have to find a way to hit a reset button with him to help, first of all, build up his confidence and his safety in the pocket, while at the same time creating easy reads when he's throwing the football and some easy completions, right? And um, help this offense to be able to generate positive plays without putting him in jeopardy. So the numbers, Solly, um, last year, 2021 to now, to currently, counting the playoffs, Joe Burrow's been sacked 83 times. The next highest sack quarterback in the NFL, there's two that have been sacked 49 times. Yeah. And that's Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr. Yeah. 83 to 49 is a Almost big discrepancy. Almost twice as much. Almost yeah. twice as much, right? A big discrepancy, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. um that's that's gotta be a little bit a little bit alarming. And like you say, Joe's a tough guy. There's I mean, he's he's as physically tough as any quarterback I've ever seen. Ever I mean, seen. He just he yeah. he gets up and like you know dusts himself off and yeah, no no big deal, but um. Man. But he's seeing it now, Dave. He, yeah, he's, no, you're he's right. See, he's seeing the pass rush. Yep. He's he's not seeing the field clearly right now, right? This is a problem because this is what I was always really concerned about because it can happen to any quarterback. I don't care if the greatest to ever play. Jim Plunkett, when he came out of Stanford, was one of the greatest our game had seen up until that time. This was a guy taking one pick ahead of Archie Manning. Yeah. Right? Now, Jim ultimately lived up to his promise by winning two Super Bowls with his later team out on the West Coast playing for the Raiders. But when he came in with the Patriots, they got him beat up so bad, he became a reclamation project that took time to come out of that shell shock mentality. Same happened with Steve Young in his early days at Tampa. It took time sitting behind Joe Montana in San Francisco for him to come out of that. They don't all come out of it. He, you're, You named how many times he's been sacked, 13 times even already this year in two games. That's an average of six and a half sacks per game. And then on pace for 110 sacks. You know why no one's ever been sacked that much in a regular season? Because they don't survive. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't make it to 100. Something, something usually worse happens. A season-ending injury, this cannot continue. We're 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 headed on a that's a pattern for disaster. Right. Um, and it needs to be fixed, and it needs to be fixed quickly. Look, I think one way, and listen, I, I don't think we're saying anything that the Bengals, because I have great respect for Zach Taylor, I have great respect for him. I guarantee you they're having those conversations right now as we speak. Absolutely. They're they're meeting on the same issue. And I believe, I believe they've got to come out of shotgun. They've got, you got to get the quarterback back under center. Now, what does that mean, Dave? Okay. Right now, 169 offensive snaps through two games. 123 of those snaps have been in shotgun. Roughly 73% of their snaps have occurred in shotgun from spread formation. You can't run out of it. Yep. Can't protect the quarterback out of it. There's no subterfuge. There's no mystery for the defense. They get to right. pin their ears back and come after the quarterback. I tell people this all the time. There's something that every defensive player has to do on every single play before they can carry out their assignment. You know what that is? They got to decide, is it a run or is it a pass? 
they don't even get to carry out their assignment until they know at least that. Yep. And so they come out of the huddle saying, well, if it's a run, I'm doing this. If it's a pass, I'm doing this. They have two assignments on, 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 on at least every play. And they've got to decide if it's a run or if it was a pass. This offense is very similar to uh, the 49ers, the Rams, the Minnesota Vikings, even what we did under Boomer. Boomer was one of the best coming out from under center, um, playing ball fake, playing games with the defense. Did, did he give the ball to Icky Woods or James Brooks or did he keep it himself? He, his ball handling was meticulously wonderful. Right. Um, Peyton Manning carried out his ball fakes. Why, why was he doing that? Because he knows that that defensive end may have to hold one bit. And now Anthony Munoz gets to lock in and get the hands on him, right? Because yep. if it's play action, it buys a little more time for our offensive lineman to engage. It buys a little bit more time for that defensive back who's peeking in the backfield. Now Eddie Brown slipping past him in the play action, going deep. It, it, it creates this moment of uncertainty and hesitancy for the defense on every single play. And so that's what, when I say get back under center, it does that. But if you're running the ball, now we can go counter trades. We can do a lot of the power run stuff that you can never do from shotgun. Right? You can, man, right. look, it takes us back to the basics. But isn't that what we need to do for Joe Burrow? We need to first, because it's about his safety right now. Right, right. And that I think that's just look. I'm not reinventing the game. I'm not pretending to be smarter than any of our coaches, but I do know a little bit about ball. I know what the data says, and the numbers suggest that we're heavy, far heavier through the first two games uh, this year than we were last year when we were right about 55 snaps in the first two games out of shotgun. This year we're 123. That means we're trying to pick up where we left off last year at the end of the year in the Super Bowl. But now we got to go back to the beginning. We got to go back to the basics. And I think for that perfect storm, all those items that I talked about, it is for all of those reasons we need to go back to square one um, because of a lot of the things that we're trying to do. We're exposing our quarterback and making everyone else's job a little bit hard. I, as a former lineman, I, I just concur with what you're talking about because – if you can come up to the line of scrimmage, quarterback under center, and, and come off the football and try to, you know, establish yourself a little bit, and then the quarterback, same look, puts it in the uh, running back's belly and takes it out, they're not teeing off on you. They're, it's just – it's a total – I'm talking about night and day difference, man. I mean, these guys are so athletic and so good. When you're – when they're just taking an edge on you and just sprinting and teeing off, yeah. oof, I mean, that's that's tough. You're, you're retreating. You're giving ground grudgingly, hopefully, and they are attacking you. You're going backwards. They're going forward attacking. Man, that's that's tough hand-to-hand -to -hand combat, you know, yeah. and uh, any way you can help, you know, eliminate eliminate some of those issues for the offensive line yeah. as well, it'll have a huge trickle-down effect. There's there's no doubt about it. So, Solly, if you were – I've got to – let, 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 me, let me get you out of here on this. If you had to pick two things – that the Bengals need to do differently to turn it around against the Jets. What might those two things be? Let, let, let's hit one offensively and one defensively. One, I think, get back under center. Yep. And, and get the power run game going with Mixon. Yep. That way, right now, Joe is getting 
And not only is Burrow getting hit in the backfield, Joe Mixon's getting hit in the backfield. He's having to avoid people on his side of the line of scrimmage, exactly. which, which makes his job that much harder. Here, here's so one, Charlie. They, yeah. they get, they get penalized. The, the Dallas Cowboys get penalized 12 men in the field, first and five. Oh, man. Give the ball to Joe Mixon. Minus two yards. Now it's second and seven. <laughs> I, know, now. I, I, I remember mean, that. Place to call, you know, for Joe Mixon to and minus to get two. going. Yeah. You're right. I mean, too many no gains or minus yards, no doubt. That's right. And that's not on him. You know, he he he's making people miss in the back. I right. this is as good as I've seen Joe Mixon run, to be honest with you. He his footwork is phenomenal. His quickness is still operating at a high level. Yep. Uh, I think he's chomping at the bit to have the kind of season that we all expect of him. But we got to get him at least back to the line of scrimmage, if not to the second level, before he encounters his first defender. So that's how I gauge where the running back comes in and where the offensive line is. Uh, where the defense, uh, I think we've got to we got to start coming up with some turnovers. Well, we've got one so far all season. We've had opportunities, right? We're Defensive backs are getting their hands on the ball, but not closing the deal. We're getting close on pressures um, where we're getting around the quarterback, but not getting them on the ground. Right. Um, that to me, this defense is that we're, when I tell, I, I'm not changing a whole lot. Because yeah. I'm seeing these guys, they're this close. And that's all about effort, energy. And if they keep bringing it, they're going to get home. Uh, they were this close to so many plays being made on Cooper Rush in the backfield. The same with Mitchell Trubisky. And I thought with all the turnovers, what we call sudden change situations, I thought the defense played phenomenally week one against Pittsburgh. Absolutely. And uh, I thought they played good against Dallas. Could have been maybe a little bit better on that first, on the first drive in the game and the last drive in the game. Yeah. But other, other than that, they were really good. They're this close. So we just got to get home. And, you know, in this league, as much as teams are throwing it, defensive backs, when you drop an interception, it's, it's, it's equivalent to a wide receiver dropping a touchdown. It's, it's akin to a wide receiver being wide open, quarterback hits him, and now you're like um, dropping the ball and you're <laughs> wide open. That's because you're allowing the deep, the offense to get a second chance at you, and you're giving up what could have been a big play. So um, catching the ball is it's at a premium on the defensive side of the ball. I don't care who you are, all eleven, but certainly the defensive backs. Anything you can do to make yourself better in that area is going to go a long way to helping to win games. Solly, as usual, you're the best. Love talking football with Solomon Wilcox. Could do it. For hours, <laughs> no doubt. No I doubt, love man. talking ball with you. Hey, I'm pulling for this team. I think we're gonna pull through, man. But we got to get that nose going, pointing up. But right now, the plane's kind of, kind of doing this, and we got to get that. We got to turn it up. And you and I both know it can happen on any given play. Yep. The Bengals were they were in each and every one of these games. Now we got to. We really do have to find a way to win them, and we're gonna have to start taking some games from people that we maybe weren't expected to since we gave a couple away that we were expected to win. Absolutely. Now they got to go, they got to win two games for every loss. Now there's 15 games left. They got to go 10 and five to match last year. And I think, you know, to get in the playoffs, you got to think you got to win double digits. You got to get 10 wins. No doubt. No doubt. We got work, work to do, Solly. You're right. But it's That's right. 
It's achievable, no question. That's right. Dave, thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Thank you, Solly. You're the man. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. Opportunity knocking.